Hey everyone, today we are announcing our fall raffle. If you are looking to strengthen and flex your art muscle, Art Prof is the community for you. We have tutorials, critiques, and more, and it's all for free. Clara, would you like to get us started? Yeah, we thought to kick off this raffle that we would start by showing off our community. And I just want to start out by showing everybody these drawings by Phyllis K. Masters, who says, I've gained a ton of confidence in my art since I discovered Artprof. Fills in a lot of blanks for me being a self-taught artist. I was afraid to try to draw a complicated still life and stuck to boring single objects. And you can see here, Phyllis says, watching Proflu's stream with colored pencils inspired me to tackle something complicated. I went from barely drawing to doing pet portrait commissions in eight months. What do you think, Lauren? Oh, I love this before and after. It is beautiful and just crazy. It feels like a full, lively composition, full of color and full of objects with real personality. And as the still life obsessor, always rooting for still life is the best genre. I think that this really does it justice. So Phyllis, I totally see the improvement and congratulations on getting into the pet portrait world. You're amazing. And so we're gonna show you many results from people learning from us. And Kat, I do think this is for us one of the most rewarding things is seeing visible outcomes from our content. I mean, Kat, how does it make you feel when you see somebody really responding to the work we do? <laughs> I feel like a mother goose watching her ducklings swim for the first time <laughs> or swim better. <laughs> yeah, it is such a rewarding experience because this is not something money can buy. You know, being a teacher inherently is an experience that will change you because you are changing other people's lives. And we are seeing it in real time through people's art here at Art Prof. Jordan, what's it like for you when you see people making things and learning so clearly what we're trying to convey in our lessons. It's incre it's incredibly exciting. Um, I, I like Kat's analogy of the mother goose thing. <laughs> I was trying to think of something um, that I would compare it to, but honestly, it's just, it's just really fulfilling to know that people are having their lives impacted by this and that they're doing something that they enjoy and maybe something that they're tackling that for the very first time. And I don't think that's something that you can replace. I don't think there's a price like cats that you can put to that. Um, it's just something that's really incredible and I'm glad that I can be here to see it. And it's remarkable to hear from people of all different ages all over the globe. Janine, who says, listening to the conversations, watching the demos, took me from thinking I've had a crap career and incomplete education to being the sum of all of my experience. And that's pretty cool. And so one thing we do here is we don't just teach techniques. We also talk to people a lot about wellness. Deepti, why do you think that's such an important component of what we do here? I think wellness is super important because as artists, we're making a lot of work about things that are really personal to us. And that can be exhausting and very taxing and also just requires a self, you know, some self-reflection. And that also requires taking a step back. Um, physically, it's exhausting too. You're, we're activating our whole bodies. So I think that we not only see us as artists as a job, but also just who we are as people. And part of that is taking care of ourselves so we can be the best artists that we can be. 
And a big part of this as well is the community because yes, we give all of you content. Yes, you all make work, but that wouldn't really work very well if we all did that in a little vacuum. So places like the Discord where people show us their work after a stream are hugely important to the community. Like Alex, what is it like in those post live stream chats where all of a sudden just this flood of pictures comes in from the live stream? That's really rewarding because art can sometimes feel so solitary and lonely. And even if you're doing well and you're cranking away, it's hard to do that in a vacuum. But yeah, like logging in after the post live streams and sharing, like we always invite people to work along with us. And it's so cool to actually see the fruits of that labor and to just compare like, oh, I was working on this. I was working on that. And just seeing how people grow each week is so rewarding and gets us out of that isolated art bubble. Lydia Craven says there's a big difference between your typical YouTube tutorial and actual teaching. What you can learn on ArtProf is college level quality lectures. Well, I think that's a pretty good point because actually a lot of people on YouTube haven't written a syllabus or curriculum for an accredited university. I think we're sort of rare in that sense. But I also think we've worked very hard to stay accessible and get off of our little ivory tower. What do you think about that, Lauren? Because you're immersed in academia right now doing your MFA. Yeah, I, yeah, being so close to the ivory tower, I both love it and hate it. And art prof, I think, I'm always comparing the education from there to art prof. And I think, I mean, I'm biased, but I think art prof does a really good job of bringing, of getting rid of those gatekeeping kinds of things and really bringing it to everyone. And I hope that our prof family agrees, but I'd have to hear from you guys. Well, tell us in the chat about our community because Ariel says this is such a wonderful community. Thank you, Ariel. I'm so glad you are part of our family. But what is it about our community that's special? I'm a little biased. I think we're amazing, but I would like to hear from everybody here. What is it that you visibly gain from being part of this online group of artists? Now, while you do that, we're going to go over some of the cool raffle prizes that we have. So for a one-time donation of $150, you can win original artwork. We have so many cool raffle prizes. Like, you guys can't get cats, comic journal, anywhere else. This, this is where it is. So if you want to get that, this is your opportunity. We also have my book and stickers. So let's go over how to enter the raffle. You can enter for free just comment on this video. Also, if you give a super chat on this video, you are automatically entered into the raffle, hint, hint. The other way to enter is a one-time donation of $5 or more via PayPal, or you can pledge $3 minimum monthly on Patreon. If you're already a Patreon supporter, all you need to do is bump up your donation by $3 or more. And remember, this raffle is short. It's only three days, closes on Thursday at the end of the day on October 28th. And we have a lot of Patreon rewards. You aren't just helping us, you're actually getting stuff <laughs> in return in all of these circumstances. Like Jordan, you write this exclusive email newsletter. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, so at the at every month, every Patreon, you get um, 
something from me. I write a little bit and I share some artwork that I've never posted anywhere else, not on Instagram, my art station, or anything like that. Sometimes I even include process videos of a particular drawing. So it's a lot of fun, exclusive stuff. And Lauren, how is your newsletter going? Yeah, I think the newsletter is really fun. And I also love the replies that I get from people too. People reply all the time and then we just get lost in these conversations about art. But most recently I posted a process video of this pigeon that I painted and it was just, I, I thought it was just a good kind of like background because I don't really show what I'm doing in studio as I'm making it, except for on the art prof streams and that doesn't really count. So it it's really fun you guys you'll you'll love it never know what tidbits are going to come up Brittany says this is the nicest community i've been a part of just goes to show how much of an impact kindness can have what do you think about that deep d because i think we're more than just teaching art i think our community has stretched itself beyond that in some ways yeah, I think, well, I mean, we are a little family at this point. I think that, like Alex said earlier, art making can be really isolating. So, but a lot of what we do is just encouraging each other and making sure that we all feel seen and feel motivated and have the support we need because being an artist is hard and we're often our worst critics. So I think our community is there to uplift each other. Thank you so much for the super chat. Ariel, our prof is my favorite online community of all time. And another one coming in from Tammy. Thank you so much for your support. And this is a new reward. I just introduced it, I think, a few months ago, which is my empire newsletter, because you know I want to take over the world. <laughs> Forget about educating people. I just want to take over the world. And so here's where you get exclusive previews on content that I have not released anywhere else. You'll be the first person to find out about it. And we have a lot of other patron rewards as the tiers get higher. For example, if you want to be in the end credits of all of our videos, we also have, for example, snail mail, which is such a pain to put together, but I love it. I mean, like Alex, when's the last time you got mail in snail mail that wasn't a bill? <laughs> that was fun snail mail. Yeah, uh, they're actually last time I almost accidentally threw away like a letter just by default because I was just like, that's probably a bill, probably. Oh, wait, that's not. <laughs> Such a joy. Yeah, so this is snail mail that I make every month and I write a handwritten letter about what's going on. And for me, it's just like a nice little private space where I can share a little snippet of my life, a little sketch that is totally out of context. And it's a lot of fun. So you sign up, you can definitely get snail mail. Now, we also have, for people who contribute $20 or more per month, access to a special Patreon area in the Discord. So I'd actually love to hear from people who are in the Patreon Discord channels. What is that experience like for you? Because it is quite different than the public channels. Our server is really big. We're almost at 7,000 members. It's a very large space. Kat, can you say something about the Patreon channels and how they're very different than the public channels in our server? 
The Patreon channels give a much more intimate space where people can get to know each other better and also easier access to us, the staff. So of course our attentions will be a little bit everywhere in the Discord, but we're only human and we only have a limited amount of time and resources. And based on the resources that we do get from the Patreon, we try to focus some more on the De Medici Patreon Discord group and also this Forza group. And so if you are part of that Patreon group, then you can have easier access to us, the staff, and also the little community that you can find there and get to know one another more intimately. Because, you know, we are all artists, but more than that, we are people. And I think that's really important to get to know in Art Prof in general. Lauren, you just finished a voice session for the De Medici group, and I love those sessions. Can you tell us a little bit about what they're like? Because they are a very small group. Usually it's like, I don't know, 10 people tops. And people really, I think, contribute in a way that I think would be impossible in a large server in the public channels. Yeah, they are something that I've really grown to love and enjoy because I'm in there a few times a month. So not only can I see progress on the pieces that people are working on and give targeted critique for up to 10 minutes, sometimes even 20 minutes in Sforza because there are not a ton of people in there at once. But also we talk about things, about events in our lives, share what's going on. People bond with each other. I bond with the group. And then the next the next session, we, we can pick up where we left off. I've just had that experience now. And it is really incredible. And I look forward to it on my times that I have it. Thank you so much, Lydia, for the super sticker. And Emmy, thank you for the reminder, because we do have a bunch of emojis. Yeah. <laughs> Although, if we get a bunch of them, because this is the raffle stream, you're going to run out of animations. Anyway, <laughs> we've got more <laughs> cool stuff to show you. Alex, can you talk about this, how, yes, the funding does go to buying me a new mic because I already burned through two that were crappy and I needed a real one, which I was able to get through support. But actually, a lot of the funding, it goes to help people that just can't take an art class. Why does that matter, Alex? I think as it's our mission has always been like free and accessible and high quality art education that anyone who has a computer can access. And we're at that stage still where it's not like, let's say everything that comes into ArtProf financially goes back into ArtProf directly, either for new mics or studio equipment. So everything that we receive that you give to us goes in an effort to make this quality art education continuously accessible. And like Lauren was talking about a little earlier and Clara as well, I think there's a lot of gatekeeping and that people on top of an ivory tower not letting art education be this accessible and it feels really powerful to help contribute to that lulu bell says love art prof such a wealth of instruction and practical exercises can find info on any media practice or subject matter that i'm in the mood for love anatomy time draw along and paint alongs well deep d i oftentimes think that all of you must have whiplash from doing all the different changes and updates that I'm constantly asking all of you to do and the variety and range of content that we do cover. But 
I think that's really important for our platform to be that diverse, not just in terms of the audience, but in terms of what we teach. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, ArtProf is for everyone. We want it to be as accessible and diverse as our community is. Um, so yeah, we've gone through so many changes and so many like bumps and you know, reworkings, but I think all of that is just because we really, the mission behind ArtProf is to make a community feel accepted and grow and we're learning as you guys are learning with us. So um, I think all of that is important and part of our mission. Hania says, you guys are full of personality. It's fun to keep learning from you all. So refreshing as this drawing class I took in college had a mean, angry, and bored professor. I ended up dropping it. Well, Jordan, I think we've all had that not so great professor. And I do think something we try to focus on is make it fun. Why does fun matter when you're learning? I personally don't retain information as well if I don't enjoy it. Um, I think that's probably why I never did well in math class. And so you know, with with all the arts and all the creativity that's that we're supposed to be sharing with people, I think it's only natural that we have to make it fun, accessible for people of all different types, you know, depending on where, you know, we have people from all over the world watching, different ages, different life experiences, and to care to all that is, is challenging, but it's also rewarding at the same time. And I think we're starting to see the fruits of that. Another thing that takes a lot of time and energy is artprof.org. Kat, why do you think artprof.org is important, even though a lot of people watch most of our content through YouTube? What does artprof.org offer? It consolidates all of that information into an easily accessible website. Here, everything is organized and everything is grouped. And so I think it's really hard to find... I mean, you might be able to find a specific video on YouTube, but it's hard to find the videos connected to that one video. And on the website, it's easier to guide yourself in this like network of information that we have and also to better curate the curriculum that you want to learn from. And so these are these tracks that are a fairly new edition and they are structured sequences of video lessons and prompts that allow you to know where to get started because Alex, I think oftentimes people know they want to learn art. I want to get better at drawing. Why is it so hard to know where to get started though? It can seem overwhelming, whether it's a brand new skill or a skill that you're dusting off the shelf. Uh, because you don't know, that trick with learning of like, you first don't know what you don't know. And it's hard to have that in your mind when you want to learn a new skill and you're not sure if you're doing it right or if you're inhibiting your learning or fostering it. And these are such a great way to fit it with your schedule and narrow it down into what you want to focus in. Lisa says, I'm almost more happy about everyone else's progress in De Medici than my own. See, the thing is, you would never think somebody would feel that way about an online art critique space. Because I think oftentimes the assumption is, okay, I'm going there because I want feedback on my work, me, 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 me. And yet the Patreon channels are not like that. Jordan, can you explain something about how people reciprocate there? And it's not a one-way street. Oh, Jordan, I think you're muted. Did Jordan freeze? Oh, it's frozen. 
No, I think you froze for me, so I didn't hear it. Please ask me the question one more time. Okay. <laughs> I'll say that one I, more time. I was going to say how um, Lisa says that she's more happy, almost more happy about everyone else's progress in De Medici than her own, and that in De Medici, people really care about everyone else's progress. Why is that? I think the fact that we're building a community and the fact that we're all becoming friends with each other, just like, for example, how Lauren and Deepthi went in the, um, in the city and met with all these people, we're building a family here. And so it's sort of just like being happy for your friend's success and except it just happens to be online through Discord. Thank you so much to Lourdes for the super sticker and to Emmy Pax who says, thanks to Art Prof. Someone wants to commission me based on an illustration I did for an Art Prof dare. Thanks so much for making me try new things. Phenomenal, Emmy Pax. <laughs> well, let's talk about those art dares because they are a chance for people to just do something just for that month and take a little creative vacation. From themselves. So Lauren, can you say why that matters that we have those monthly art challenges? Yeah, I think that they are one, a really good way for the community to, our prof community to get together and celebrate each other. One of my favorite things is doing one of the streams where we just go through all the art prof submissions. A lot of them I'm totally wowed by, inspired by, because everybody comes from a different background. But what I love seeing is the people in the chat who are just like, oh, wow, this is so cool, or you did such a good job. And it's just like really motivating and really kind and just celebrating everybody's progress working through these art dares. Now, this is brand new. We just started the first, quote, semester, without grades, thank goodness, of our premium tracks, which is basically where we take the free track, which anybody can access, but we have weekly structured voice sessions, we have assignments, and we have a special Patreon area for the premium tracks, and Kat and Jordan are running the premium tracks with me right now for six weeks. So, Kat, how has that been different because we have so many options here we've got the patreon channels we have public stage sessions we have live streams but the premium tracks in my opinion are really close to my RISD classroom experience i can say with confidence as well that the premium chats have been the closest to a brick and mortar classroom experience since I finished university, essentially. After I finished university, COVID happened. So there's that too. <laughs> but in the premium chat, I found that it is a very, very small group. And all of my attention is just laser focused on these select works that I'm seeing, these people that I'm talking to every session. And I find that to be an extremely rewarding part of teaching. It's just getting to know people and their works and their progress. And the premium chat really allows me to do so in a way that I feel totally fulfills my brick and mortar classroom needs. <laughs> How about you, Jordan? Because you've taught online classes for other programs and you've done stuff here, but I am loving the premium tracks in a way that I haven't been able to do with our other programs because I really feel like I'm dedicating myself to these students for this period of time, very much the way I did at RISD. So how has it been for you so far? Uh, we've only done a, a week long, but I've had so much fun just 
understanding where people want to go. We, we talked a lot about where people see themselves in the next couple of weeks and the excitement that they all had when they were just discussing some of the things they wanted to work on. For me, it just got me excited because it reminds me of my time in art school. And I'm like, oh, let's, let's all get there together. Let's see how much we can progress. So I'm super excited. For those of you who are in it, looking forward to seeing what you guys do. Now we do have our photo collection and we're always telling people it's free to use as long as you credit us, but deep deep, they're not free for us. <laughs> Why not? Why aren't these like hosting the website, the Flickr page, having a put like there's so many little expenses all over the place and they all add up and they're all invisible. Like a lot of people think this stuff just appears, but it doesn't. There's a lot behind the scenes. Can you tap into that a little bit? Yeah, I mean, you, Claire, I have to say, do so much of that. Um, and we reap the benefits, the staff included. But I mean, yeah, like even setting up these photos, there's like a backdrop and lighting and a camera, and then you have to edit them and upload them. And um, there is just so many moving parts. And as we've grown, we've also figured things out. None of us are photographers, but um, there's just so much time and also just educating ourselves so that we can create this content and keep it free um, and high quality for you guys. And Alex, you were one of the first people on staff. Can you believe I hired you in 2015? <laughs> I mean, how many changes have we gone through? That still feels so wild to think about of where we are now versus at the very beginning. Um, and a lot of it was just exploring of like, we have this goal and we have this message we want to bring out. What's the, essentially it was just like any other art project of what's the best medium to accomplish this goal. And it feels really exciting to discover like this combination of the website and YouTube and Flickr and Discord to be hitting pretty close to that accessibility. Now we have never been able to hire administrative staff and we really, really need to because my head is exploding with video details and spreadsheets. And oh my God, like my head is just in so much pain because of all these spreadsheets. I mean, Kat, you helped me for a couple of weeks at one point because we were organizing this event. Can you just give a little insight into all that? It's crazy. There's a reason why I only did that for as short of a time as I did. <laughs> Is that we really don't have the resources right now to hire anybody to do this. So we have to do it all ourselves. And the problem is that there are so many little moving parts and all of them require some kind of attention. It's just keeping track of all these moving parts. That's been really frustrating about the administrative side of things. And as it stands currently, Clara takes on the bulk of this. Well, and I do it because I say, if I don't do it, number one, it won't get done. Or number two, we have to hire somebody and I can't. It just isn't funding to do that. So either I do it myself or it just doesn't happen. That's pretty much as cut and dry as it gets. Lauren, you're always coming up with some like awesome, oh, we should do this and we should do that. I mean, you actually did beg me to death for the podcast, which you did get your way with that. But I mean, what is it like when I'm always like, nope. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, Claire, I mean, when I think of these things, I'm generally not the one doing the work. I remember the one time I was like, let's do art history. And you're like, okay, make all the slides. It took me three months at least to make all the slides like so long that you forgot i was doing it so the fact that 
you can do all of these things and do them quickly and on time is just mind blowing. But nobody should have to do that all on their own. Like that's that's not something that you should be doing by yourself. Well, I'm doing a lot, but you guys do a lot too. Like for example, Deepti, can you give a little insight into our Slack conversations? Because this takes time too. This is not a quick process. Oh yeah, I mean, we're like a well-oiled machine at this point, but there is so much stuff happening at the back end. Like for every stream, we all brainstorm on the slideshows and we um, make sure that our, we're all on the right schedule and we double check the schedule. There's just like so many layers to making sure one stream goes well. We also all have like other jobs and our schedules are all over the place. So there's just like so much back end that we do to make sure that like, the smallest thing can happen correctly. <laughs> and I know for a lot of you on your end, it looks like we just show up and whoop, we're doing a live stream. But Alex, tell them the story <laughs> of you getting your equipment, which of course costs money and then troubleshooting and making sure it worked. I mean, how long did that take to figure out? It was one of those things that was like the, the steep learning curve, but so rewarding because it was such a hassle to get everything set up and figure out how it worked and what it needed. But then once it's set up, now that it's here and established, now I can just come in, sit down and start working and start streaming. And that's all those things that make where these bits of equipment, like a little bit here, a little bit there really does make a world of practical difference. I mean, I burned out two mics over the past few years because we were cheap and we couldn't buy the good mics. And so I finally, we had a wonderful donor who came in and said, I'll purchase you a new mic because remember all those streams where it was going <laughs> because my mic was terrible. I mean, we, we need the stuff to do these streams and the equipment is not cheap. I mean, it, and it dies after a while and you have to take care of all that stuff. I'm gonna give a shout out to Gargi. Thank you so much for the super sticker. It is so wonderful to have your support. So Lauren, tell us about streaming and just all the stuff I'm always sending you. <laughs> like, oh, I, get, buy. I don't get, it's not made fun of, but the, the security guards at Hunter definitely comment every time I pick up a big box, which is like every week for art prof. <laughs> Like, oh, what is it this time? And I say, oh, a light bulb or whatever. I don't know. But yeah, it takes a lot of equipment. I have, what, two different ring lights and a webcam holder and a mic and a light. And it's very fancy, but it allows us to do really nice streams with really good audio. And it's, but the stuff, as you said, is kind of ongoing based on what new types of mediums we get into. Everything requires something slightly different. Yeah, and the thing is, we never stay still. We never sit back and say, oh, we figured it out. Now we're set. We're always making changes. And that takes a lot of energy. Like, Jordan, I'm always making you guys change something. I mean, I feel like we never do something more than like a month long before we have to like tweak something or change it. And that takes a lot of not necessarily hours, but a lot of like mental strength, if that makes any sense. What do you think? 
Yeah, it's a lot. Um, especially whenever a new package comes, I'm like, oh, great, new stuff. But I'm like, oh, figure out how to set this thing up and <laughs> how to make it function and everything. So. I think the internet goblins <laughs> got Jordan again. <laughs> so, um, Lauren, you won this argument with me. You just begged <laughs> until my ears bled for this podcast. But even the podcast takes time. It doesn't just magically appear. I mean, everything you guys see here, there's multiple conversations. I mean, Lauren, tell everybody about my ridiculously uptight text message notification for every stream and voice session that exists. I mean, that's the reason why we're able to do the streams as consistently as we do, because Clara sends us a text in the morning that's like, hey, remember, you have a stream at this time. And even if it's in your calendar, she still sends it. And then later, right before the stream, hey, I'm going to text you that you have a stream coming up. And then right as the stream is about to happen, hey, are you on? Make sure you're on. We gotta, we gotta do this. So it's three levels of notifications at least to make sure that we are ready to go. And this works very well, very well, but it's a lot of work. It's a ton of work for you to have to do these reminders and things. Kat, tell people about these slideshows because a lot of our videos are quite slideshow heavy. What goes into them? So much time, so much effort. <laughs> we try to make them as quality as we can, which means finding high resolution images and making sure that we are sourcing the artist, the title, the date, and basically almost forming a mini curriculum every time we have a stream. All of these slideshows are curated for every single stream. And yes, I guess like for some, for some it could be interesting to make slideshows, but you have to understand that we make slideshows for literally every single stream that we do. And that's hundreds of, that's hundreds of slideshows. And so eventually that's, that's just all work. That's a lot of work. It can be enjoyable, but it's work. And Deep D, it's not just assembling the images. I mean, this stream that's coming up about how to start learning art history. I mean, we had a whole staff meeting where we talked about, well, how do we approach this and how are we going to format it? Can you talk a little bit about that? Because the brainstorming is just as important as assembling the slides. Well, yeah, I mean, we all also recognize the fact that we're not geniuses or the one word at uh, how to teach specific things. We want to make sure that we're collaborating and finding out the best ways to do things. And we have this art history stream coming up and we were like, wait, how do you start learning art history? Because we all kind of learned it in a very academic setting. So yeah, we had a whole stream to talk about it, but there is a lot of brainstorming and workshopping that goes into all of these streams. Because um, sometimes we know that there's a need and there's something that we should address, but we aren't totally sure what the best way to go about it is. So there's a lot of prep and planning because we want to give you guys the best education and what we think is the best um, culmination of thought that we can. And I think, Alex, I'm known for making you guys go back and fix things multiple times. <laughs> You're probably oh, yeah. the one that gets the most of that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And that just goes to show like how it's not quite as simple as like, oh, yeah, we'll put in some slides. It's all done. It's like we're intentionally want to have a diverse range of artists and styles to show for these streams. 
So if, say, we compile our slides and look at the artists we want to talk about, it's like, eh, these two artists are too similar. They both did the same kind of work. Why don't you got to like, switch it up, do something outside and different? And so it's that cool thing of, like Clara said earlier, like we don't sit still. We don't stop. Um, every stream is just as much a learning progress as the last one. So basically, there's nothing that we do here that doesn't get multiple sets of eyes discussed to a certain degree. And everything that's scheduled has at least four or five notifications. <laughs> so just put that in your head for a few seconds and you'll see why a bigger budget would really help us a lot because the money is a roadblock for us in a lot of ways. Like Jordan, if we had a bigger budget, how do you think that would help us? I think, well, one, it'll allow you to take a break. <laughs> So, uh, but also, I think it'll just allow us to be able to uh, create more for you guys and be able to uh, devote more time to the Discord and uh, figure out new ideas for how to interact with you all. And so all of it, you know, while we do need it, is to benefit you all so you guys can get a stronger, better education from our prop. So Constance is saying, how much is the cost of an administrative assistant with the skills you would need them to have? Well, that's the thing, though, is that what we do is so specialized that even somebody who's a really good administrative assistant may not be the best assistant for us. I mean, Kat, you've helped me organize some of that stuff. A big part of being part of the team is like knowing what our mindset is, what we're trying to do. And you can't figure that out in a day. <laughs> like it, it would take a long time for people to know, okay, what content do we have? What's available? What's the best format? I mean, Kat, how long do you think it would take to train somebody to be an administrative assistant for us? I'm gonna be honest, more than a year for sure. Yeah. It, it, because I think another thing about managing art prof is that we all come from a background of art education. And it's gonna be very difficult to find somebody with all the qualifications that we're looking for who also has a good know-how of the of academia, of art teaching specifically. Yeah, and so actually what I would rather do instead of hiring more people is just increase the people who are already here. And we've tried so much to do that. Like for example, Deep D, I've recently beefed up the presence of the teaching artists in the Discord. Like for a little while, it was just you Deep D for a little while, but now Jordan is there, Kat is there a lot more. And I, I think it's, really been important that it's the same people as opposed to just hiring new people all the time. Why do you think that matters, Deep D? Well, I think that A, we all are like a little family and we, we're very protective of our community and how we interact with you guys. And um, I think we want to show that we're also people and keep this as like down to earth as possible and um, keep that interaction as close as possible so that we can learn about you guys. And one of my favorite things about the Discord is going in there and like seeing progress and like remembering people and seeing how their artwork has progressed. And I think all of that has to do with like us being as hands-on as possible with you guys as teachers, but also as like community members. So Pat says, I found our prof when I was really losing my patience with the parade of YouTube teachers who were only offering teases for their paid courses. The combination of teaching and community was amazing. Yeah, we don't really fit the YouTube mold for an art YouTube channel. And I think to a certain degree that has sometimes hurt us because people don't really understand why we structure the things 
the way we do, but so much of it is rooted in brick and mortar classroom time that we've experienced. Like Lauren, you've logged many hours in a brick and mortar classroom. Why do you think that's helped us teach online that many of us have done that? Yeah, I think that we have, I mean, what we wanna give to you is that quality of education that we know can go really deep in art school and that kind of connection and closeness that you can get with your cohort in art school. But we want to bring that to people that don't usually have that. So the knowledge that we get in those situations, we're basically stealing all that from our time in art school and giving it to you. But the best way for us to do that is that we've actually gone through it before. I think you really need a sense of like being there in order to like replicate that for you guys. We're like art teacher Robin Hoods. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for it. Lydia says, I wish there was a way I and other art prof students could volunteer our time to help. Of course, the challenge with that is that organizing volunteers is itself a complicated and time consuming process. Yes, I could not have said it better myself, Lydia. We have had volunteers and groups of interns, and I thought at first that they were going to help, and they do help, but they take away a lot of my time because you have to supervise a team. I mean, running a team is a lot of work. I mean, Alex, just think about how much interaction we have to do and how much goes through stuff before it goes public. I mean, it's a lot of work before anything gets shown to anybody, right? Yeah, and it reminds me of that phrase of like, quality is never an accident. And I think that above all, we all want to make a quality art education accessible. And a lot of that means that we have to make sure it's up to snuff. And so the consequence of that, we have high standards. We don't just make stuff, we, we really, curate very heavily and make sure it goes through multiple approval stages. And yes, maybe that cuts back on the content we can produce, but I think that that's very important that we have that standard of quality. Nando says, you guys are the best at creating helpful art content. It's sad that some platforms like YouTube don't necessarily reward all the effort. Well, Lauren, you're the YouTube stats nerd on the staff. So can you tell us about that? Yeah, every morning I wake up and one of the first sites I go to is the YouTube analytics for art prof because I love seeing the numbers. And it's very frustrating though because sometimes we'll put out a video that we think is really good that we spend a lot of time on. I'm thinking in particular the anatomy videos, which Clara spends hours on, and then they don't get very many views or it just doesn't get promoted in the algorithm. And that's kind of a hard thing to deal with. I mean, on the one hand, we really want to stay close with you guys and foster the growth of people that we've gotten to know very well over the Discord and we have that but on the other hand, we want to attract these new people. And it's it's hard when YouTube doesn't necessarily uh, reward uh, something that took a lot of time to make. Mm -hmm. So Lisa says, leaving comments on videos is something free all of us can do. YouTube rewards interaction. Exactly. So even if you cannot contribute to the raffle, there are other ways to help. Share our content on social media. You can tell your friends and family 
all of that stuff makes a big difference. Art Prof has a podcast. It's available on Spotify and also on iTunes. And I'm sorry, we're not doing a Discord chat tonight, but you guys know we're all around for you. And we are so happy to have all of you here and part of our family. Now you can get started by subscribing to our channel, like this video, leave us a comment and look at these top Patreon supporters and look at the sad second slide. Although you guys, you know what made me really just want to cry? We had three slides at one point, but then all these people dropped and now we only have two. <laughs> it just hurts um... me because the thing about Patreon is the Patreon is ongoing. Like the one-time donations, those are important but we need the Patreon so we know it's there every month. And when a whole slide of people disappears, it just hurts me. So we need more on this second slide. I would love to have a third slide. So everybody, thank you so much for your support. Hope you can pledge to the raffle and we'll see you next time. Bye.